And this is Rational Hour, yeah. Is it Rational? Yeah. I'm in the game when it's crunch time. Yeah. I call the play like the coach do. Tell them boys they can't touch my leap. example the way I'm supposed to. I got more reason a little bit, a little more than a lot. Only compare me to Bill, a better you feel. I'm sick of the skills. All I'm perfecting, I put them all on blast. Rational Hour, it's more than a podcast. Follow on Twitter, get done with the move. It's Friday night, and this is how we do it. Let's keep it objective, I'm talking statistics. Executive none, we're ethic ridiculous. I'm on a job, grind the pine. Wash King, while I'm still in my prime. Prime time when I'm on live, I just intercepted another bag. Homegrown, like a month apart, ain't hard to tell you a bad man. The game plans like a suspect. Get your coach's death, you do better. If you knew better, you do better. We're in a winning streak, we ain't losing. Never, never, never. And this is Rational Hour. Home run like a month apart, ain't hard to tell you, Batman. Said this is Rational Hour. If you knew better, you do better. We in a winning streak, we ain't losing never. Welcome to the Rational Hour with Ryan. On today's show, we have an NFL pioneer in the building. One of the greatest players of all time, the first tight end inducted into the Hall of Fame three-time Super Bowl champ, member of the 75th and 100th anniversary team, the man, the myth, the legend, Coach Mike Dicka. How you doing, sir? Wow, that was pretty nice. Thank you. I'm doing great. Appreciate that, Coach. I just want to start, Coach, with your upbringing. You grew up in Carnegie, Pennsylvania, Aliquippa High School. Uh, when you think back of your hometown, what comes to mind? Well, I was born in Carnegie, but I, uh, I was raised in Aliquippa. Aliquippa was uh, uh, the home of J&L Steel, and it was uh, the Aliquippa Works was one of the biggest mills J&L had, and so it was all all industry back then. My dad worked on the railroad to service the steel mill. My mother was a was a housewife. Uh, so it was very simple. We had a very simple life. I uh, I got up every day. We went out. We played. We pick up games, whether it was football season or basketball or football, didn't matter, uh, or baseball. We played whatever sport there was. And we, you know, we enjoyed it. We weren't good at it, but we enjoyed it. But I, uh, I had a great childhood. I really did. Great upbringing, but I had great parents. Yeah, my dad was, uh, he was old school and uh, he didn't spare the rod and I got my butt whipped a lot, but, uh, it made me a better person. There's no question about that. My mother was the greatest lady in the world, in my opinion. And uh, she was perfect. So uh, uh, I, I was lucky. I had, uh, I, had, I had real good parents, had a real good upbringing, and it was taught the right things. Took out to grade school, and uh, the nuns bothered it into me also. So it was pretty good. And I look up a high school coach. You were a two sport athlete? Well, I played baseball, football, and basketball. I played everything. Uh, I um, I wasn't good at anything. I, well, I was a baseball player and I was a good football player. But in basketball, I was just a guy who went out there and played. And uh, but actually, I played basketball in college too at Pitt. So you know, I, I must have been okay. Yeah, you were pretty much the, the original Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, power forward, tight end. You uh, led yourself out of out of Quipa to Pitt. Was that a, a shoe-in for you, or were you looking at other universities local like? Uh, no, I was ready to go to Notre Dame, and I ended up uh, I ended up going to Pitt. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I, I wanted to be a dentist, 
And if you, if you want the piggy, I better check. You're in dental school. That's basically why I went. Uh, okay. Now, your time at Pitt, you, you mentioned you played basketball. Um, did you know you were going to play basketball coming out of high school into college, or that's something that you took on once you got on campus? Well, I went out for it. I went out for it as a freshman. I made the team, and uh, I mean, all you had to do was play hard. You'd have to be a great player, and I could shoot the ball pretty well. So, uh, I mean, I I didn't plan on playing basketball, but it, it was there. The coach asked me to come out. I came out. I said something. I guarded Jerry West. I guarded Jerry West. I didn't guard him long. I guarded him for five pounds and uh, about fifteen <laughs> points, but I guarded him. Yeah, that's uh, he was at West Virginia at the time when you were at Pitt. Yep. Yep. Well, that's that's awesome, man. Two icons playing against each other. Not too people can say that. Now, you, when you came out of Pitt University, uh, both professional leagues were awarding your talents, the AFL and the NFL. Uh, what made you decide to go to the NFL instead of the AFL? Well, if I was going to play football, I wanted to play for what I considered the best, the best league at that time. And no question about it, the NFL was the best league at that time. Uh, it didn't matter who I played for. That didn't matter. Uh, the fact that I ended up in Chicago uh, also was a blessing. But, uh, you know, it didn't matter. I just wanted, if I was going to be an NFL player, I wanted to be with the best. You got drafted uh, uh, to the Chicago Bears, 1960. Uh, training camp was at St. Joseph College in Indiana. How was your adjustment coming from Pitt to the NFL in your first year, your rookie year? Well, the Bears, the Bears were an old nonsense team, and uh, Coach Ellis was a great coach and a great man. So I had uh, my, my receiver coach, a guy named Luke Johnson. I had good coaches. You know, I had good fortune. I had good coaches all the way through. They were no nonsense coaches. They didn't take any crap. You're you're given a job. You're expected to do it. Time your first year, eight eight and six, in the league. You also had 58 catches, uh, 12 touchdowns. Uh, after your first couple of years, you guys played the Giants in the first championship. Um, how was your career off to such a great success? Were you were you feeling that this was a turning point in your career? Well, I had a great quarterback named Bill Wade. He loved to throw the football. Me because I would catch it, and uh, so he threw it to me a lot, and that's why I caught I, I so many passes. And uh, he was uh, he was just a great man and a great friend, and uh, God bless him. Yeah, absolutely, he definitely got you the ball. Fifty-eight catches, a uh, great rookie year. Uh, a couple years in, you guys go to the championship against the Giants. How was the first championship game for you? Well, it was good because we won it. <laughs> it was 10 to 3, wasn't it? Yeah. It was 10 to 3. And then, and then actually, to be honest with you, that's what we had. We average scored a game was probably we had ever given up three. So that we we matched what our, mm. our, our total was. Mm. Okay. Uh, a couple years into the league, you guys draft Gail Sayers and Dick Buckus. How was the impact of those two uh, players that when they came to the team their first years on on the team? That was the best. That was the best draft in the history of the NFL. Those two yeah. players were two of the best players that ever played the game, and 
instead of we'll play the game. So when you have those two guys, uh, we got we better in a hurry in 1965. Now you're playing tight end coach. Dick Buck is playing linebacker. What were the battles like with you guys in the button heads in practice? Well, I avoided him. I was smart. <laughs> Got to avoid him. I avoided him as much as I could. That guy was just an animal, man. I love watching film on uh, on Buckus, man. He just played the game at intensity uh, like you never seen. He played the game when you're supposed to play. I don't think he changed the Bears. I think uh, he changed the way football was played in the NFL. Buckus uh, mm. was... Uh, he was the Bears. He was uh, he was a great example of how he played the game. He asked them for it. He no quarter. He uh, took no prisoners. I mean, he played the game the way you're supposed to play. Uh, and Charles Mack put down probably a great middle linebacker there. Was, but you, after a couple years into your time in Chicago, you get traded uh, to Philadelphia for a fourth-round pick. Uh, how was it taken from your eyes uh, getting traded uh, from Chicago? Well, it was, uh, I was, I was rebellious. That's why I, I got traded. And uh, it, it, it wasn't the best move I ever made, but it ended up being good because of I went to, I went to Philadelphia, I ended up getting me to Dallas, getting got, got to meet Tom Lindsay, and it changed my whole Oh, look at football and life and, and everything else. So I became a better person. I became a better player. Coach, what was your mind state? You had a couple uh, sustained injuries, and, and the Philadelphia was um, weren't winning very much. There were two and 12, I believe, your first Boy, year. We were horrible. Uh, we were horrible, and I, was, I did have some injuries. But, uh, but that was my fault. Uh, when I got traded, uh, Dallas uh, is the best thing ever happened to me. I got to coach Larry. Uh, I really cared about the team more than I cared about myself. And uh, I became a pretty darn good football player in Dallas. Absolutely. Uh, 69, you get traded to Dallas with Coach Tom Landry. Uh, they had back-to-back Super Bowls in 70 and 71. How was your time at Dallas playing with Starbuck, uh, Bob Hayes, John Nealon, Lance Osworth? That was a bad. That was a really good event. Dallas uh, had a lot of great players, but they had a lot of great players because they had a great coach. Coach Landry assembled that team and put it together. And uh, you think you look at all the guys you named, all worked. And me and uh, some other guys, they were all just cards from somebody else. So uh, he put them together and he did a great job. I really enjoyed my years in Dallas. But I think. Of, when I got to Dallas, it really used me more as a, as a true tight end. Uh, in, in Chicago, I caught a lot of passes. But, uh, that's because uh, we only had Johnny Morris and, and myself to throw to, so we caught all the passes. But uh, uh, no, it, you know, it, 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 was, it was I was fortunate to be in the right place. So, now you retired coach in '73. Um, did Landry approach you about possibly being a coach? He did. Uh, actually, yeah, I had no intent. I had gone into the uh, restaurant nightclub business, 
got them tell us that we were doing pretty good. And uh, when I retired, uh, he asked me, uh, very simply called me in, and uh, he asked me, uh, very simply, he said, have you ever thought about coaching? I said, no, coach, I haven't. He said, well, I'd like to hire you to coach special teams and the tight ends. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, I was doing pretty good in the restroom. It's down there, so I said, well, I'll think about it. Well, I thought about it for about 10 minutes. And he came back and I told him, Coach, I'd like to take that job. Greatest decision I've ever made. And I'm so grateful. Tom wow. Landry changed my life. You guys had great success in Dallas winning Super Bowls. Those, those great teams in Dallas. How did the transition come from Hollis recruiting you to come to the Bears as a head coach? Well, I think you learn certain things. You know, I had a philosophy of life. And if you're going to be successful, you got to work hard. You got to do the right things for the right reasons, and I try to apply all those things in my coaching career, and a lot of them work. Eighty-two January, uh, January eighty-two. Hollis hires you as the head coach. What's your mind, dog coach? Uh, what do you think it is as taking on this head coaching gig? I was so excited; it was such a great opportunity. I, uh, I, I, you know, I didn't know we had that kind of success that we had. But we did have success, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't me. I had good assistant coaches. I had a, I had good players, uh, but uh, it was fun. I mean, it was really uh, exciting to build that thing the way we built it, and uh, have the success that we had. But he was on the staff, and then uh, he left the next year. Oh, I see. You guys got off to. Uh... Three and six and eighty two, eight and eight and eighty three, and ten and six and eighty four, and then the the epic season of eighty five, fifteen and one. Uh, well, I never really had good players. I mean, I'm not sure what the records were. We were good players. We just had to have some organization. We had to put them together and make them believe what we were doing was right. And they did it. And the players did it. I didn't do it. It was no magic wand or anything like that. Well, iconic defense. Everyone uh, pretty much the the bar of standard of great defenses are the '85 Bears. Well, our defense was awfully good. There are a lot of those hits. Defense, <laughs> and that was because of Buddy Ryan. Buddy Ryan coached the defense. I didn't coach the defense. I had nothing to do with him. Now, coach, a lot is made with you and coach Coach Ryan. Uh, what was your relationship like with him? I mean. Is it all what it's made to be? Well, I was respectful, but I think, uh, Buddy, you know, I think Buddy was uh, aggravated because he didn't get the head coaching job, and I got so you know, there was a little resentment there, but and we were it worked out, and we we got along. You guys had a really good offense, uh, you know, like I said before, with the defense being so iconic, but the offense actually led the league in first downs and time of possessions. Uh, what was the key to keeping that offense on the field? Walter Payton, you got to stop the good, you use it. We ran the football a lot, had a lot of success. Matt Sui, uh, Walter Payton, uh, it, was, it was just a, and it was a grand amount that stopped a ball possession offense. Well, you think back at that time in Chicago, uh, what are your favorite memories as far as practices, as far as things you remember? Any stories you can give our audience? 
Well, our team was a good team, and that's why we were good, because we practiced. We practiced hard. We practiced uh, the way we played almost. And that's why our offense got better, too, because we were practicing yeah. against our defense. And that, that's what made it better. When you think about Walter Payton, what comes to mind? Uh, Greg. Greg. How does he compare um, to other running backs in your eyes as far as Gale or Barry Sanders? In my eyes, he is a complete football player. Walter Payton was as good a blocker as we had. Uh, he was just uh, he was an all-out he was an all-out team guy, all for the team. Or he was the best I've ever seen. Mm. And I say that, and then he, he was uh, he was darn good, and he was proud. I'd probably be a bear. Did you agree with Coach Nagy being fired? Did I agree with Coach Nagy being fired? Yeah, no. was it time? Yeah, I had none of They didn't ask me. Oh, right, right. The relationship, if you had any, with we just recently lost John Batten. Uh, where were you when you heard the news, and how did you take it? Who's he who's say? Oh, John Madden. Oh, Coach Madden. Uh, yeah. Well, Coach Madden was one of the best coaches in the league. But uh, mm-hmm. I think you, when you look at the Raider organization, Tim was a great, a great team. You got Izzy, Vicente, Alcalas, and all those guys. They knew what they were doing. They put it together the right way. And then they went out. But... Yeah, that was a... Madden was such a football icon just as a coach and as a game analyst. They were good. They were special. Yes, he was. Now, Coach, did you um, have any say, uh, you know, during your time coaching, there was a lot made with the skit on Saturday Night Live with the Bears and the whole Blues Brothers situation. Did you enjoy, did you enjoy watching those, and did you know that was – being made by Saturday Night Live? No, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yes, but I enjoyed it. Well, I, I think they had fun with it. I think a lot of people enjoyed watching it. But uh, it did bother me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's iconic. I mean, it really is. When you hear, you know, the whole The Bears, you know, and, uh, the whole Saturday Night Saturday Live is such a big thing. Now, Coach, what was your relationship like with George Hollis? Uh, being a GM, coach, owner, uh, did you guys uh, butt heads a lot, or were you guys pretty good friends? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we no, yeah, we. I mean, uh, I was a, I was a player for him, and he, he he appreciated the way I practiced and played, and I played hard, practiced hard, I did the right thing. So, but yeah, I uh, I think Coach Alice appreciated me as a player. Mm, okay. Now, Coach, you transitioned from coaching into the booth. How did that transition happen, and did you know that's something that you wanted to do is to get into communications? Well, it was an opportunity to make a living, and uh, I knew enough about the game to be able to talk about it. So, yeah, it was something I wanted to do. It was it was fun. I had a good time. In Chicago, uh, a lot of iconic figures at the time when you were in Chicago, uh, the Cubs, you know, had – the Hawk, Andre Dawson, Ryan Sandberg, Michael Jordan was around early in his career. Um, what are some of your favorite memories or most fondest memories of the city of Chicago? Everything. 
Uh, I still live here. I love the city. It's, uh, it's a melting pot. Uh, so it, it works for everybody. You're running your book. Uh, go to work. Uh, Chicago's a good place to be. Michigan Ave. Coach, you worked in radio for a while, uh, ticket show on the score. Did you enjoy working on live radio? It was fun. I enjoyed it. I have everything I've done, I've enjoyed. Everything I looked at it as an opportunity to uh, learn more about the game and learn more about myself and uh, to do. Uh, Showcase my talents, so it was fun. The current state of the NFL, uh, with the the changing of the uh, evolution of the game, more spread out. The quarterbacks very protected. Um, what are your thoughts on the current state of the NFL? I think the game is greatest it's ever been. It's only getting better. I think the change is uh, uh, one of the constants in life, and you don't change, you're gonna you're gonna get old out of town. So they the bears are, are that's always change, and uh, they're a lot better for it. Uh, Coach, do you keep up currently with the the state of the Chicago Bears? Do you do you keep up with the franchise? Sure, I follow. Yeah, I'm a Bears fan. And Coach Eberflus coming in. Uh, you excited for that hire? Yeah, yeah. I hope he does well. I mean. Uh, Chicago is a great city, and uh, you know they, they deserve a winner. And uh, yeah, I, I'm happy for him, and I I wish him all the success in the world. Um, as far as the potential of the team moving to Arlington Heights, uh, you agree with them moving out of Soldier Field into a new venue, or you think they should stay in Soldier Field? Well, it doesn't matter what you think. Tony has had his times. Uh, it's a good move. It's a good move. It's, uh, it's something that was going to happen eventually. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I do I like it? Not particularly, but uh, it's probably the right move. It's all for money, and you're, you're going to make more money at the bigger stadium. So there's to it. Yeah. Now, Coach, you were class of 88, Hall of Fame. You had a great induction speech. What did it mean to you being the first tight end inducted into the Hall of Fame? I never thought about that, really. You know, you know, you don't play football with the idea you're going to get in the Hall of Fame. Play football because you love it. I loved the game. I played it as hard as I knew how, and uh, it worked out for me. Yes, sir. Now, Coach, um, last parting words. Uh, any advice or did you or any stories you can share with our audience that they, that they you know they really care about you? You're such an iconic figure. Um, well, it may not have been the right way, but I did it my way. I know, and uh, I know that song is a it's, a it's a song, but I did do it my way, and it worked out. But then, in saying that, I, I, I'm not being suspicious. I had great, great players, and I had players. I had a great defensive coordinator, Buddy Ryan. We had uh, great defensive coaches and offensive coaches, uh, Dick Stansel. My offensive line coach, uh, you know, it, 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 just coaches, they were all good for me. It all worked out for me because I got them to buy in to my philosophy, and my philosophy worked. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, Coach, uh, for your time this time. Until next time, 
really appreciate you coming on the show and just blessing our listeners with, with your life and your knowledge of current things going on in the NFL. Until next time, Coach Mike Dicker, ladies and gentlemen, Rational Hour, out. Thank you very much.